Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. If I won the lottery, I would absolutely quit. Because what I, I don't need I don't need this. A construction worker for three hours probably works harder than you do for yeah. your three hours. Are you kidding? The mental drain that this is? Ooh. I'm unbodied right now. What does unbodied mean? It means that I'm not using my body to work. I'm using all my brain power. Unbodied means you have no body. Yeah. I'm not, I don't need one right now. I'm using my head. Yeah. You know your head is part of your body, right? From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. I lied of wonder People are such defeatists. Crane needs to swallow his pride, bring Luno and Strom back, even though it would never happen. But damn, it's annoying that they had it all and it's over. Where is it over? They were just in the ALCS yeah, and they've got everybody back. It's probably over. They were just in nine the ALCS. It's over. Nine years is a long time to be at the top of the mountain. It's probably over. It's not... Not a, it's not necessarily over at all. It's not over at all. You got confidence in Fromberg? Christian yeah, Javier? I do have I confidence actually do with Fromberg. Yeah. Uh, and Javier, too. I want to see it with Javier. McCullers, Luis Garcia. Who, how confident are you in this pitching staff next season? There are more holes. Well, obviously, you want a World Series. You're coming into this year like, we have no holes. This is the greatest ever. Now, like, uh, there's some holes. Pena got us. got to get a swing back. Or right now, he's going yeah, to actually Tucker. correct it like he was told to. Tucker, Tucker Pena, will be fine. Javier, Brown, uh, Montero, bullpen arms through free agency. There's There are more concerns than we – at Fromber, frankly, there are more concerns than we had previously, without question. These are a lot of holes that I didn't – I did not anticipate a – a concern about Jeremy Pena. I didn't con- anticipate at all the Hunter Brown and, and Christian Javier concerns. I did not anticipate Fromber falling apart in the second half of the season. Um, <laughs> Kyle Tucker, that's part of baseball. I think he'll be fine. You know, I mean, he's got a long sample size, a huge sample size of great baseball. Just for whatever reason, he just got in a funk. Just yeah. at the most inopportune time. <clears throat> yeah. It doesn't mean he can't play. He's a great baseball player. But with that said... Daniel Jeremiah said, I have already let my wife know that if the San Diego uh, Padre managerial job opens up, I'm going to leave this job for that. And I said, and all I did was retweet him and said, Tucker for Soto, you have my number. Let's just play a little game called they want to get out from under Soto's contract Mm. for Tucker. Would Mm. you consider that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I would. I would too. Tucker, you'd have to give more. How much? How long is Soto's? Well, Soto is still coming up. Yeah, he's coming up. So you have so to. So you give, have to. Well, so I you mean, basically have to give him a Tucker deal, which wouldn't make any sense because then Fromber would. I mean, then you'd have Jordan going. So we. He's gave in a guy, arbitration four. No, you're not going to do that. Yeah, because we gave a guy. Because no. you got two years of Tucker and one year of Soto. No. Well, no. that's that's the thing is if you won't give money to Tucker, who's been on your team, you're not going to give that money to Soto. I'm just playing a little game called. Would you trade an MLB the show? Okay, in arbitration, yes, last, this show? last arbitration year, he made twenty three million. Tucker made five. 
Tucker will probably get about twelve million this year. That's the that's a that's the round figure in that neighborhood. While he's going to be a twenty five, uh, maybe same twenty three because he certainly didn't live up to it. But he's not. I, I'm not. No, he's only got one year left. You got two of Tucker. No, I'm not doing that deal. No. And and by the way, Tucker's better. Tucker's been better. Tucker. Tucker is an MVP candidate. Tucker kinda, will finish top five in MVP this year. Soto's kind of living off of – look, Soto, to me, is an incredible talent. But he is kind of living off of everything he did with the Nationals. Yeah. Like, Padre Soto has not – this has not worked out great for the Padres. No, he's, his potential is off the charts. Off the charts. But Kyle Tucker does so it. So is mine. No, it's not really. You're, you're not, not as a baseball player, but just in general. But you've got to oh. – I've reached 85% of my potential probably. Yeah. 70% of my potential. <laughs> There's still so much more. I feel like that way with Juan Soto. Tell. Do you feel like Lance has got a like lot Juan more? I feel like Juan Soto – So much more. He says he's at 70%. we got a 30, 30% more of we Lance. We only use probably 20% the of our brain. The guy just threatened that's, to quit that's, if that's Fred Austin. 20%. We don't use 20% of our brain. Um, he thinks – you think you have 30 more percent to give. Mm. Yeah. Well, potential. It doesn't potential. mean I'll reach it. Yeah. Oh, well, clearly. It I think a lot of people it. would agree you have a lot more to give than you've given. No, yeah, I would, no, for I would sure. say. And, and that's my no, potential is really high. I don't know if people would say that. They they would think well, certainly a he's human. Capped. A cert, he's capped out. He's tapped out of whatever he is. <laughs> look, if I win the lottery, I'm going to do like John and quit. <laughs> I don't think people look at him and go, he's got a lot more to give. They're just surprised about how little he has. They're surprised that he got this far. Yeah. <laughs> I. I so fifty percent, limited. So now, as limited as he no, is. it's not a question if you haven't reached your cap. I think people are, as are surprised by how little, how slow the cap is. Yeah, it's no, like, I don't the, think people are. I don't think that's what people are. No, thinking. I think you're tapped out. I don't out. think that's uh, what think, they're thinking. I think that cap is screwed on so tight it ain't coming <laughs> yeah. off. I don't think there's there's not a glass ceiling. No, <laughs> it's no. a low one. That's the problem. Yeah. No. The ceiling with the ceiling is not the roof with you. The ceiling is the floor. Yeah, your ceiling is in a tiny house, one of those tiny houses. Listen, that's not true. You're taking my words and using them against me. Yes, exactly. Yes, I. You know houses have that a are... chance to reach unbelievable heights. No, do you? You know the houses that are built do for you? It's just, do I want to? There are yeah. houses specifically built. for I know. For... I'm in that. That's me. <laughs> and, uh, my wife keeps going. Why don't you do something after Man. work that that'll be constructive? You know those house? There are houses specifically built for little people. Yeah, that's yeah. the ceiling land. That's has. Your ceiling. What? I don't want to I live in a dollhouse. Is the floor <laughs> ceiling? The is basement. The if basement you build a, a house for little people, you are that's that's racist. It's not no, it's racist. Not. It's yeah. built specifically for them. How's if you build a house See, for little people, you're basically he's unbody. Well, he's you're basically unmind. You're basically now. clowning. Them. You're saying, "Oh, look at this he's little sink him. we've got for you. No, it's built. Look at these little chairs." You're clowning. No, it's not. No, That's it's ra- not. Del, that is the, is a that ramp, is the textbook it, definition of racism. Why they reach the cabinets, too, That's textbook, like everybody else? That's textbook racism. Is a ramp built for someone in a wheelchair racist, too? They're, they're going to have in elongated houses. No, not in a way. No. no they're going to have elongated houses. They're... Their sinks have to be lower. So they can, and the, why? They can't have cabinets that they can reach up and get racism. something? Have you ever seen, have you ever seen uh, Warwick Davis? Yeah. In life's too short, 
One time he climbed up a whole bookshelf to get something. I mean, he couldn't get down. And that's the, that's the king. That's the good thing. For your amusement, he's climbing up a bookshelf it was to funny. make you laugh. Yeah. We him and Ricky Gervais came hey, up with the little, it. Hey, look at the little man. I can't help that he's one of the great physical actors of our time. You're an What about when he's leaning back in his person. chair and he's about to fall? But this could happen to anybody. And he, and he pulls the, the, the tablecloth down and all the stuff on top of him. Because he's upset that he's with his date, who's also a little person. He was upset. This is the why he, reason he was upset in the show. He went to the maitre d', and he goes, oh, oh yeah. uh, your table, your date's right over there. He goes, oh, okay. And he starts to walk. He goes, wait, wait. a minute. How do you know that's, that's my table? He goes, well, why? is that your table, sir? He goes, it doesn't matter. Is it? Why do you why do you think that's my t- that's what I'm talking about? Well, see, because there was a model sitting at the yeah. next table. He goes, that could be my table. He and goes. Maitre D was like, nah, yeah. nah. He goes. You don't think I could get on with that bird? He goes. No. Is she your date? No, but that's not the point. <laughs> and then but the it, whole time, but it kind of is trying to catch her eye. Is one of my, my favorite scenes. Life is too short. Is one of the great shows that's ever been yeah. on television. Yeah. Yeah. Warwick Davis is brilliant, but like I said, you don't build small houses, and this is why See, having ADD no. is tough. Because that's not what we were talking about. How did so you get I don't me know on the small we were house talk- thing? We were no talking about your ceiling. We about. You saying you had you had untapped potential? We're, yeah. yeah, we're disagreeing. Well, with no, that. it's been tapped. No, no you just, should live in that little house. It's been tapped. I just have some more to <laughs> he, he, me and who are we talking about? Me and who else? I don't know. All I know is your ceiling is low. Yeah, the ceiling is not the roof. Uh, Paul wants to get in here and talk about the Astros' next manager. Hey, Paul. Hey guys. Uh, you know. In, in American history, there was an era of good feelings, you know, back with, I think it was under uh, Eisenhower. This is the era of gut feelings now with the Astros, with, with Jeff Bagwell and, and Jim Crane making the decisions. I, I really hope, and I, I have no, no doubt this won't happen, but they pick a manager from outside the organization, outside their circle of trust. It's going to bring in new ideas. And I think Gabe Kapler will be the perfect guy. He was successful in Philly successful in San Francisco. It went south both of those places, but none of it was really necessarily attributed to him. It was the players, but he's an analytics guy and a numbers guy like Lance. Mm-hmm. So I, I really hope they can get somebody with, you know, an analytical bent and someone who's, who's, who's willing to stand up to Bagwell and Crane, which is frankly, you know, something I think highly needed. Well, that that is interesting, and and there so there's some names. I'm on uh, Climbing Tales Hill. They've got names like Don Kelly and George Lombard, guys who are bench coaches for the the Tigers. Mark DeRosa, Craig Council, all of these Joe Espada. All of these names are guys who have never been a manager before. Who you can, if you're Dana Brown, if you're Jim Crane, if you're Jeff Bagwell. You have a chance, a, a better chance. Dusty, Dusty is old. Dusty's been there. Dusty's been got two thousand wins. Dusty ain't listening to your stuff. All of these guys are more malleable. That you can come in and actually go and actually maybe even reason with. If they're playing Maldonado mm. every day, if if one of these guys was there and playing Maldonado every day, you go in there and you go, dude, dude. An analytics guy. We need Yiner on the field. Anyone who follows. Truly, decision making based on, on. I mean, these are the most basic of numbers. This isn't even analytics driven. I mean, the numbers tell you he's a better defensive catcher. Now, it doesn't call the game, and I understand that's that's a whole different thing. 
But anyone who follows the numbers of giving yourself the best chance to win from a run production standpoint yeah. would have would have put Maldi on the bench a long time yeah. ago. So Dusty and Maldi were really tight. There was a lot more going on uh, that that was, uh, frankly, I think, were not not necessarily in the best interest of scoring the most runs. With that said, it's not always about scoring the most runs. It's also about pitching. But Maldi didn't end up making that much of a difference with the pitching staff this no. year. Nope. He just didn't. I mean, if your argument is pitching, then I would say Maldonado and the pitching coaches need to do a better job of getting a hold of those pitchers. And the pitchers have to do a better job of you know, figuring things out, maybe being more coachable. Maybe, And, and I, I also think that it's, it is worth saying, maybe not having a World Baseball Classic will help Christian Javier maybe. this year. Maybe. Maybe that's... You know, I hate for that to go away. I just think the timing needs to probably different. I like the World Baseball Classic. I love it for Latin American countries because it's so important. They Latin American players say the World Baseball Classic to them is more important than winning a World Series. You may not think that. John, you saw the video. Yeah. How many players were asked? Well, I saw somebody right afterwards go, go ask uh, the Phillies uh, which was worse, losing in the World Baseball Classic or losing to the Diamondbacks. It's not even close, but it's for us. Uh, for us, it's a different story. For Latin American players, I don't know. I I, I, oh, yeah. I, I would imagine for El Tuve, for uh, Jordan, for all of the guys that played in it, this was a this had to be tougher than losing in the World Baseball Classic. I I don't know. I mean, I would hope so. I would hope so too. I would hope so too. Nine sixteen ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. I know this. There's going to be some Coors Lights consumed today. Let's go. Who wants in? Let, I, I want in. I'm in. I'm in on Coors Lights today. If you're looking for a great way to get cold, clean, crisp, and refreshing, if you're looking for just a wonderful time, it's raining out. If it's sunny out, if it's raining out, if it's snowing out, if it's perfect out, it doesn't matter. There's cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. I love them. I, and you will, if you haven't had them yet, you've you got to try it, please, because you can see that the mountains are blue. I love my Coors Lights. If you're somebody that's looking for uh, a great, refreshing beer, the world's most refreshing beer, it was on a billboard. There's, it's, you can't even argue about it because you can't lie on billboards. So I, I saw it. It's the world's most refreshing beer. And I believe that. I don't. I hope you do. And if you do or you don't, whatever, try. Try a cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. Make sure you got some when your boys come over. Six-pack, 12-pack, a case of beer in your fridge. Cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. Let's keep Texas chill, people. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Planet Unicorn, hey. Give it up for feathers. Ooh, Cadillac and Tom Cruise. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the offensive masterminds running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. <laughs> Lance wants D'Amico to manage the Astros. D'Amico met the media yesterday. Hey, it's CJ against Bryce. By far, CJ leading. Even if Bryce has a good game and Bryce wins, CJ is still the right answer for the Houston Texans. CJ has been spectacular, and there's no reason to believe that he won't be, especially with a couple of weeks uh, to prepare for this game. I don't, I don't. They don't play against each other, but they're obviously the two are going to be compared because they're on the field, on the same field. 
Here's D'Amico talking about where CJ's success starts. Why CJ has success, I think it, it starts with his mental preparation. Right? He's really dedicated to the process of studying, right? making sure he's prepared when he goes into games. And he's also had success because the guys around him have all gelled well together. They play well together. So uh, it just starts with the mental preparation with him, which he's off the charts. Um, so it's is this not a, exactly the opposite of what we thought in the draft? Of CJ? Yeah, the complete opposite. The question was, he's a system quarterback. Here's the concerns. System quarterback at Ohio State. Ohio State quarterbacks have never shown the ability to read defenses. Ohio State quarterbacks um, um, struggle to to change offenses. There was an S2 score that was low. So the concern is about him processing defenses. Is it a one-hit wonder with his game against Georgia? The reality is... He doesn't take a lot of chances in terms of with the football, so he takes care of the football. He seems to be processing just fine, although there's some, you know, there's still room for. Now that I watch some of the tape, there's definitely room for improvement with him in terms of reading the defenses. But he doesn't. He doesn't make bad mistakes. He's been. He said all the right things. Seems to be a really good leader. Seems to be very coachable, and. The Georgia game does not look like the outlier. It looks like there was just something that switched. Uh, he kind of hit a switch there, and he is able to – and by the way, this is another concern. Yeah, but what's he going to do with lesser talent at wide receiver? So far, he's done fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so far, he's done absolutely fine. So, mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud has answered every single question that could have come up about him up to this point. Still a long way to go for him, but the trend here, and frankly, the way I feel about him, um, I don't really feel like I have any concerns about C.J. Stroud. I'm very, very positive. And I went into the season – if I'm being honest, had some concerns. And now, even though I knew this was a good offense for him, I had some concerns. I don't really have concerns right now for C.J. Stroud. Nothing at this point has popped up. Maybe later in the year, teams will play him differently. Like, if I were teams right now, I would be sitting on the underneath stuff. I'd be mixing up coverages, but I would, I'd force, I'd force C.J. Stroud into pushing the ball down the field a little more. I wouldn't want to just give him the little check down stuff. Yeah. So, on the other side, I, I don't know how concerned Panthers fans are. I saw, um, oh, my gosh, my brain doesn't work. Which Our, one? Texans' first general manager. Um, oh, Charlie? Charlie. Charlie Castle broke down Bryce Young. Was he 33rd team or something? Uh, I don't know where I, I saw it. I was reading some of the stuff. What he His complaint was about Bryce Young. He, th- he sees a lot of the stuff that he saw at Alabama, but a lot of his stuff are off schedule as opposed to yeah. playing on time. Yeah. Which was some of Alabama as well. So He did yeah, he did some of that although he was a little more on schedule with uh Bill O'Brien, but that's a major concern for college quarterbacks now yeah. coming out. Is, uh, can you play from the pocket? So D'Amico, uh he feels like you can see that same guy that you saw at uh, Alabama. Bryce, what has he improved and where has he gotten better? I think it you see the same guy from college with Bryce. You see a guy who's uh very smart uh, when it comes to going through the progressions, making the proper reads, proper decisions with the football. You see the accuracy, jumps off the tape, right? and he's, he's very decisive where he goes with the ball and his zone coverage. Man, it really doesn't matter. Right? The accuracy, the decision-making is really, uh, really great to see. He's done a really good job there. 
Yeah, I watched him against the Dolphins a couple weeks ago, and it was clearly his best game, particularly early. He was on it early, and it was from the pocket. He's getting a lot better, yeah, actually. He, you'll, I mean, they had a bye week too, right? So you'll see a different Bryce, and maybe Bryce Young than you've seen earlier if – then if the Miami game was in the case, you the book it. is not the coin has not been flipped yet on no. Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud. Like Bryce Young's still going to end up, I think, but they got to get him. Man, their offensive line's got to play better. They have to run the ball better. They need another wide receiver. The Adam Thielen stuff has been crazy to watch. How I thought he was dead in the water, and Adam Thielen all of a sudden is just going to work in fantasy football. I mean, going to yeah. work. So okay, going into this game. The Texans are 12th in total offense. Pretty good. Better than They're I expected. Yeah. 14th in, in scoring offense, which is pretty good. And that's with red zone breakdowns. And that's with uh, uh, what was thought. That's red zone breakdowns, an offensive line that hasn't been there all year. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers that were thought to be the worst or second worst in the league haven't been able to run the football. And yet here they are in the top half of the league. Pretty good. 25th in total defense. Where do you think they are in scoring defense this year? Oh, uh, really good. I'm going to say 10th. Eighth. Yeah. I'm how trying about, to remember. How about your 25th in total defense, but eighth in scoring defense? Well, Ben, but don't break. They've had some missed field goals in there that has helped, that have helped them out a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ben, but don't break. Um, the Panthers rank ninth in the league in passing defense, 31st in rushing. That makes sense because a lot of teams are run are running the ball on them because they have the lead against them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not throwing well, yeah, but when, they're, you're, when you're always behind. Well, but look at the yards per carry. That's a better stat. Yeah. Um, what's the yards per carry? Uh, I don't have that here. The pat, they, they rank ninth in pass, and they are – Rank, they're 23rd in scoring at 18 points. They only score 18.7 per game. And they allow 31 points a game, 31st in the league. That's bad. That's not good. That's bad. Um, and, and that's not skewed. They're just, they're just not good. They're just not good. In your opinion. So we'll find out whether or not this is a play. I, didn't, I haven't seen uh, five stars plays yet. So we will get that on the other side. Five Star is going to give you winners right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. And you're, and I am going to give you right now. Plumbing winner? Uh, Craig DeSurf. Oh, okay. Craig DeSurf winner. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a truck winner. Like the GMC Sierra 1500 crew cab. Have you seen the GMC 1500? Love, I love the grill, uh, with the GMC. Of course, you know, the step side that they have is great. And the, the, the actual hatchback is something that's really different. You've seen that on commercials. But the GMC Sierra 1500 is a pickup truck that if you've ever been inside of it, it's a home away from home. It's really, really cool. And right now they've got it for low APR rates, <clears throat> huge dealer cash back, and then trade-in uh, trade in rates for your pre-owned vehicles that are going to blow you away. The trade-in market has stayed strong. And at Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC, 
they are staying right there at the top of the list in terms of trade-in value. They make sure that you get the vehicles you want. They don't try to put you in something that you don't. So if there's something you want, features that you want for a truck, they're going to go out there and find it for you. They're going to find the color for you. And most importantly, they are going to have the customer service that is really going to uh, blow you away. They're number one in customer service year after year. And that goes from the sales side to the service department to even delivering your car's Uh, to you here in Houston if that needs to be the case because you can't get out there. Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC, the end of the year is coming up. Why don't you treat yourself for a holiday present with a brand-new truck from GMC? GMC, we are professional grade. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. We control the spice. The spice extends life. The spice expands consciousness. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Let's bring in our friend Five Star with us here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 at Five Star in Vegas. He's, you can also hear him not only Thursday mornings, but it's 7 o'clock right here, giving you winners tomorrow night at 7 o'clock right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. What up, Five Star? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? And quick schedule change just for tomorrow, uh, guys. It'll be at six p.m. because um, the station has the rights to the World Series, so Ooh. six p.m., which is a really good time. I'm really happy about that. Oh yeah, you'll hear every World Series game right here on ESPN ninety-seven five and ninety-two five, just like you heard the Astros in the ALCS. Okay, um, man, interesting what you're doing this week. We had a big game here, University of Houston against Texas, Texas. Uh, came in here and won by seven. A, a great outing for the Cougs. You don't see, as a matter of fact, you think they're building off this thing? Yeah, I do think they're building on, off of uh, the situation with Texas last week. As you know, they got a horrible call. Uh, John that went against them. So I think that uh, Hobson is getting some really um, better play from the team overall, especially from his quarterback, uh, Donovan Smith. Um, they traveled for the first time to the Little Apple, <laughs> which is Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, they're going to face the Kansas State Wildcats. How the books is are trying to really make you believe that um, U of H doesn't have a chance. I think the spread is more about the weather. It's supposed to be some real bad weather out there. It's supposed to be some uh, rain, a little sleet, maybe snow on Saturday. And now it comes down to how does U of H handle these elements? We know one thing for sure, they have a good quarterback in Donovan Smith. He threw for 370 yards and three touchdowns last week um, against Texas. Uh, his skills could really spell trouble for K-State, guys, because K-State ranks uh, next to last in the Big 12. They're allowing 254 yards uh, per game. Now, how do the receivers for the Cougars deal with these elements? I just got to believe that um, the, the team as a whole are tough enough to go uh, and play with Kansas State. I can't see them getting embarrassed like that, no matter the weather. We know um, this whole defense is full of a bunch of Houston kids, so I just know the type of fight that uh, players that come from that high school background in Houston have, and I don't think they're going to allow K-State just to run through them. And K-State's strength is the running game. Uh, they're a very good running team, man. They average uh, fourth in the nation in rushing and ninth in uh, rushing yards per carry. So 
U of A's defense has to shut that down. If they do that, I think if they can contain Will Howard, he's not having a good season at quarterback for them. Also, the Cougs are a very desperate team, guys. They're hungry, as we saw against Texas. Getting, you know, midway through the season, only have three wins. They got to be thinking about getting bowl eligible. So, with that said, in a tough environment, I got to be the Brooks Huckleberry right there and take that 17 and a half with the Cougs. I think there's also going to be some people, some, some people who, I would say typically, rightfully, would think what a devastating loss for Houston. But I don't know. I don't know if maybe Houston doesn't get energized after the loss to Texas saying, hey, we can play. You know, we played with Anybody. Texas after yeah. after the first quarter. We played Texas great. I, I'm not sure that, yeah. that Houston has a huge letdown here. No, I don't think so either, Lance. I honestly, as you said, I know it's no such thing really as moral victories, but that honestly was one like who really thought that the Cougs would win that game outright. They were 24 and a half uh, point dogs, and they were, you know, near the tooth right there with Texas to the end. That uh, five-star in Vegas, at five-star in Vegas, you also feel like the other team in that game is going to come out of there better. You like Texas this week too, huh? Yep, I like Texas minus 17.5. The books are begging the betters to take BYU on this one because we all know that the star quarterback, Queen Ewers, is out. Uh, so we're going to have inexperienced quarterback and uh, for the burn orange. Either it's going to be Malik Murphy or Arch Manning. Uh, Texas didn't look dominant last week at Houston. Then you have BYU, who was dominant last week at home against Texas Tech. Don't fall for the setup, guys. The books don't just throw numbers out there to the public. It's uh, a, a line that's been thoroughly researched. The book knows that Texas won't have as much fall off the quarterback as people expect because Steve Sarkeesian is a gifted play caller um, and his ability to install game plans that are going to highlight whoever's the quarterback. Um, this book, the book also knows that BYU's impressive performance last week was kind of fluky. Uh, they had four defensive turnovers. They scored on a scoop and score. Uh, and they also had a special teams takeaway. Their quarterback, Keenan Slovis, he's not that good, man. He's only completed 15 of uh, 27 passes for an unimpressive 127 yards, uh, last week. And they can't run the ball. And, you know, that's what their coach, Sataki, hangs his hat on. Their whole culture is always about being tough. Well, the Cougars are ranked 132nd of 133 Division One schools uh, in rushing yards per game, and they're 131st in uh, rushing yards per attempt. So they're not getting any ground game. That means they have to just drop back and pass. And that means the rush ends for uh, the Longhorns are going to be able to just, you know, let their hair back and, and, and rush the pass, and that's not good for BYU. I think the kick blows them out the water. Uh, I think they shut down the Cougars' offense. And uh, BYU struggles to get off the field defensively. Give me the Longhorns minus seventeen and a half. So you don't mind Malik Murphy at all, and you think you see you uh, Eddie uh, Manning coming in, Arch Manning coming in. I think they're going to try to hold his eligibility. I think they want to get <laughs> a full season. What did they get? Four games, right? They can yeah. play uh, where they still keep their red shirt. I think they'll hold them until the end of the season if Murphy's not doing. Uh, not listen too well, then they'll bring them in, like, you know, more closer to the bowl season and stuff like that, where they can keep it together, where they can redshirt them. Um, but, I mean, Malik Murphy is a, is a high recruit. He's not a bad player at all. And I think that with a week of Sharp being able to uh, put in a, a system that's going to benefit his skill set, uh, they'll look really good. Yeah, it is worth noting that, like, I know it's a different, it's a different league, but Tyson Badgett looked way better this last week than the previous week when he had to come in in the middle of the game. 
once you get once your preparations different mentally, physically, in practice, they start. Uh, you know, they have a play, a kind of a playbook that makes the most sense, a play calling sheet that makes the most sense for you. I think that's a big advantage, and I would agree. I thought that Texas kind of got away. From, I thought uh, Murphy should have been. I should. I thought they should have had him running more. There were some things that they could have done with him to really accentuate his, you know, what he does. But then again, when you don't go in to an offensive install with that quarterback in mind with the game plan, then that it, it's harder than people think to just actually pivot like that. So I do think Texas is going to have a little different game plan this week. I, honestly, just talking football here, I'm not a mm-hmm. Sark has a lot to prove to me. I, this Sark, the genius stuff, his early play calling is great. And then Sark just really has a time sometimes with finishing in the fourth quarter and finishing games. Yeah. And I, I really wasn't very impressed with what I saw from, from Steve Sarkeesian last week. Well, he lost Quig Ewers. You pretty much just said it yourself, man. Said, yeah, that's okay, true. Okay, you're going, you're going in running a pro system with Ewers. You know, you're going to run a lot of play action, a lot of dropback stuff. And now you bring in this kid, Murphy. He's not a dropback pass. He's a dual threat quarterback. So, like you said, we'll see a different offense from uh, this week. And I think that the books anticipated too. That's why they're dangling that 17 and a half out there for people like a carrot. Hey, um, our, one of our listeners, Art, wants to know, is there anywhere that you can bet on this being the least watched World Series in the history of baseball? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really happy right now. I just need one more series from the D-backs. After our Astros went down uh, like they did, I would have just started betting Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the D-backs. I got to bust this thing up. So hopefully the Diamondbacks shock the world. Um, hey, we know that Vegas didn't put up all these beautiful buildings for nothing, and uh, it's like 80% of the money is going to be on the range. So the D-backs do have a chance. They have one of the better uh, managers uh, out there in uh, Major League Baseball. So uh, we'll see what happens. But if he wants to bet it, he, you know, you guys know like we do. You can always bet on mybookie.ag, right? That's right. <laughs> My bookie died AG, promo code bet nine seven five. Um, any thoughts on the Texans this week? Oh man, that's a that number is funny because Carolina really uh is a little bit better than uh, people in the public think they are. And the books respect them. If you notice every week when they throw out a Carolina line, it's always when you look at it like, wait a second, Carolina sucks. But they're uh, a really talented roster and the thing is Bryce Young is playing a lot better, and you know you're going to get the best out of him going against his good friend, C.J. Stroud. Um, but I still got to believe that somehow the uh, Nico Lyons and C.J. Stroud pull out that game. The three points is going to be fun. I would probably be on the Texans' money line because it might be a real close one, guys. But I do think that the Texans uh, can come out to buy and uh, are able to go down to Charlotte and get a victory. Mm-hmm. That's five-star in Vegas. He's going to be on at six tomorrow night because of the World Series. So six Tomorrow night, you get all your winners from Five Star right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Five Star, great stuff. We appreciate you, and we will be listening tomorrow. Okay, I appreciate you guys. I'm about to jump off and listen to you guys some more. Y'all have a good morning. All right, there he is. So, that's a guy that works Friday night. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's dedicated. I'd like to do that too, but I'm, I just, I'm, I want to open the door for like a guy like Five Star to move in. Yeah, no, and, I like, and that's why I appreciate that you are looking out for the younger generation. You're trying to yeah. – you're pulling people through with you. You're pulling people yeah. – it's like – I do my – I'm just trying to do my part. Pulling people across into right. – you know, from the abyss and into into success. And I 
what you've done for Five Star, allowing him to work on Friday nights is mm-hmm. admirable. I'm going to stop short of using the H word, but I'm going to say admirable. Yo, you're right. I'm going to use an R word. <laughs> Heroic. No, is the H word he was looking. I'm going to use an R word. Hmm. Can you tell me what that F- is? I'm going to use the F word. Remarkable. Oh, remarkable. See, look at you. Oh. Kate, look at you. Wow. I'm going to yeah. use the F word. Fantastic. Oh, there it is. Yeah, but you, you thought you're going to get attacked. Yeah. What R word do you think I was going to use? I don't know. No I'm one curious. knows. No one knows. I was curious what road you're going to yeah. go down. There's no, no way I'm saying that R word. <laughs> time for me to talk about. Well, time for you to talk about John Daspit and Good. all he does. I'm glad I get to talk about John Daspit because John Daspit fights for people who have been injured. One of our listeners, um, I saw him in Riel. We were talking. He had John Daspit working for him. He had already had him before I even started talking about him, so he knew all about it. Um, John Daspit has been in Houston here. He went to high school here. Um, he does a lot of stuff with Selvin Young in terms of uh, with churches and bringing needed you know, kids who needy kids. He does stuff for... Uh, bike drops, things like that. Of course, he's been part of the NIL scene. I've talked about that. He got into it last year, and he's still doing things right now with University of Houston football, basketball. He's done stuff with um, – I think he's going to do stuff with A&M. Here's the thing. With John Daspit, he's basically you know trying to give back some to the community where he has given already his, his time, strength, effort – he, he burns the midnight oil. Uh, when you hire John Daspin, the Daspin Law Firm, he I've seen this up close and personal. He demands his lawyers put time in. It should be the most important thing to them is representing you and making sure that you get the best offer and settlement possible uh, from people who have injured you. The insurance companies who represent the people who have been responsible for an injury that you've had to suffer, hospital bills. Uh, pain and suffering, your physical therapy, your time missed from work. These are all things that need to be accounted for, and John Daspit does just that to make sure that it is fair. What you get is fair, and he wins, and he wins at a high rate. John Daspit is the guy to call when you've been injured. It's 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW, or go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. ESPN 97.5.com. We keep getting away with it. I want some more. Keep it done for. For news of the weird with John and Lance. Weird. weird. John and Lance weird. News of the weird. <clears throat> news. News. Uh, there seems to be an epidemic going around among celebrities. Seven celebrities are claiming that they had sexual encounters with ghosts. Who are they? Keisha. Kesha. Same thing. I call her Keisha. Well, you're the only one. Michael Penix. Michael Penix. No. Yep. Only you and Desmond call him Penix. Anna Nicole Smith. She's dead. How is she still claiming that? From a ghost. Killed her. Is she yeah. the ghost? Or is she saying she had sex with the ghost? Bobby Brown. Well, Lucy also, Lou. Hold on. He's also been a crackhead. Yeah, that's true. Lucy Lou. Now, Lucy Lou, I think she was part of a... Wasn't she part of a ghost hunter show or something like was that? She? No. Lucy Lou had sex with a ghost? Natasha Blasick. I don't know who, don't that, know is. who that is. Coco Austin. Don't know who that is. And Dan Aykroyd. Well, well, that was, yeah, he was Ghostbusters, yeah. yeah. So of course I could he see did. where they yeah. go after him. 
Yeah, I can you know, see after, that. Hey, he's wanna, famous. He's yeah. kind of you made us. You made us famous. Here's you're your reward. Star bleeping. Here's yeah, your reward. You're just kind of star bleeping. Yeah. Right, is it point. consensual sex between the ghost and the, the star? I would think. I would think. Not when Zool. Not when Zool entered Dana's body. Uh, a spider was found inside a woman's ear. Such cases are rare, doctors say, but not unheard of. But um, boom. Not unheard of. Uh, apparently, determined snails yeah. are Faster. eating eating villagers' mail. A sign from Royal Mail said the mollusks were being removed daily in Ludown. The snails are eating the glue that holds an envelope in shape. And so do you feel like snails should be able to eat your mail if they want to? I no. Mean, who's going to stop them? Well, it is called snail mail. It, it, for, for being fair, you've got email, and then they call regular mail is called snail mail. Because mm-hmm. so it gets there so much slower. So the, nails are, the snails are fighting back? I think the snails are basically saying, you call it snail mail. Don't start no one. That's what you yeah. get. Here's what you get. Google is being sued after a man drove off a collapsed bridge following Google Maps. Do you feel like it's Google's fault this dude... Drove off a collapsed bridge. First of all, if you're not using Waze, you still well. No, Google Maps is supposed to be good. It's good. Apple Maps is suspect. No, 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 no. Google Maps is pretty good. Do you feel like? It's, you I mean, what like... about the? I mean, there are plenty of stories about people driving into lakes because they're fi- fi- following I Google just Maps. Feel like you should you be should, able to use shouldn't your Shouldn't you pay a sign that says is there a bridge? Shouldn't you pay attention or something? Hey, shouldn't you pay attention? So what Maybe. bridge is? What bridge what, exactly is? It's collapsed, yeah. and you don't. And there's no sign to tell you that. Yeah, mm-hmm. what does that? Maybe happen? it's in rural, a rural, rural part of the country. So, but I'm not suing Google for that. If no. I if I see the bridge, I'm probably just going to have to the brakes. Because I'll but. sue Apple Map if this thing goes through. I'll sue Apple Map for a lot of dumb routes it's put me on. Yeah. Did you drive into a body of water because you weren't paying attention? No, because of Apple I have Maps? human eyes. There's a report out that says Pittsburgh is among the best cities in the United States to be a vampire. I could see that. What's the reasoning behind that? Um, it's kind of dark. New York was number one. Oh, yeah, a lot of people. Okay, New York was number one. New York makes perfect sense. You can hide. Yeah, you can hide amongst yeah. It's a city that never sleeps. That's that makes true. total sense. Pittsburgh? Yeah. Apparently, Pittsburgh came in at 14. I don't know why they're the what headline. About, is Houston on there? Um, no. I don't Terrible see. The worst city in America is Buckeye, Arizona. Yeah. Apparently you'll stand out like a sore thumb. When you stay and, it and stays how many people bright, do you get? The stays per- light for a long time. Yeah. Like vampires could not make it here. Feel Too like, hot for them. I don't feel like the people in Buckeye, Arizona, are going to like the vampire aesthetic. They're going to point you out pretty quickly and shun you. Yeah, yeah. It, it's this is the vampire places need to be. You know, yeah. New York makes sense. I don't think a vampire make it in Boston. I think a vampire could do okay in Chicago. Um, yeah. probably do all right. A big city where you yeah, just blend yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, and there's lots of pockets well, where you could yeah, live. And, and, and you can stay out late. There's nothing like open. Boston? In, uh, oh, overnight, there's nothing open in Buckeye, now, Arizona. Philadelphia would make sense for a... Yeah. Philadelphia would make a lot of sense. I just think vampires would be like, I gotta get out of Philly. Ooh, this yeah. is too Do you much. think trash vampires... trash-ass city. <laughs> vampires say that? Dirty-ass trash-ass city. I mean, history in the books tell us that New Orleans is a place for vampires. Oh, yeah. 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 
Oh, New Orleans oh, is the perfect. French Quarter. And it's yeah. open all night. Yeah. Anywhere that you're open Vegas all night. Vegas is perfect. Vegas is perfect. Vampire Spot. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, New York, I think Vegas, Vegas and New Orleans one. are the big yeah. are the big three. I would say Miami is a good vampire spot, if, too. To you vamp- can drag people into water like the lifeless bodies. Yeah. I would say Miami is a huge vampire but spot. But do, do vampires like to gamble? We don't know. We don't know. We, I don't know. I don't know. Vampires don't, know. don't have to. You don't know, Doug. I've never met a vampire. Vampires don't, don't have to so. You read all the uh, Abraham Lincoln books? It was one. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? I think that's what it's called. What? Yeah, and, yeah. they're never going to see sunlight in Vegas. Yeah. No. I don't see sunlight never, when I'm ever. in Vegas. You stay, you know, you stay inside. I never see sunlight ever. until it's the time hotels for me to go connect. back. You don't ever have to go you out don't in the have sun. To, ever. A restaurant is now charging customers a fee of around $50 for bad parenting. If your kids, how Which much restaurant? would it cost you? Can I get more I'm context? In. Excuse me. Can I get some context uh, here? A Tom? restaurant in Georgia, garnering national notoriety for charging a hefty fee to customers for bad parenting. How much would all of your kids have cost you if they if you got charged in restaurants for their bad behavior? Well, this is the thing. I try to put them in check. So that's a good. That's good parenting. That's good parenting. Yeah, yeah, but it's if when they you let your kids are... run around. Yeah, right. I don't do it. My wife, in fact, would say I'm too, I get too harsh on some of that. Of course, she did the same thing. But it's the kids who get to run around all over the place. Is it bad parenting when you just stick a phone in front of your baby? No, it's good parenting. Baby... I think That's it's good more parenting? about affecting That's the ambiance and so ruining it, it, it for the other yeah. people. Yeah. The... For other people. I'm in because I don't have oh. kids. Please do charge well, them if they ruin my experience. Yeah, we used to go to Lasagna House. The kids, Frankie would eat the spaghetti and it would be all over. That's not bad parenting. That's just sloppy eating. Sloppy eating. Sloppy. You shouldn't be charged for that. I got to clean that up. I'm going to charge you. You shouldn't be charged for that. You shouldn't be? No. No, no. They sat in their chairs and and behaved, but that's that's it. See, now I'd want to know what bad parents. It probably means the kids who run around. Yeah. It, what if your kid only wants a cheese quesadilla? Is that bad parenting at a restaurant? That's terrible parenting. No, that's just you get cheap. No, actually. No, it's actually cheap. Again, we know. Kids who who are picky eaters, it's better off than enthusiastic eaters. Okay, okay? we know that it's because cheaper. they're cheaper. They're cheaper, and you know. Alec to this day orders kids quesadillas when he comes in town. How old is he? He's nineteen, and now. he's not embarrassed well, he by the kids two, menu stuff. He gets two chick kids he's not chicken quesadillas. Why doesn't he just get a regular? Yeah, a, a regular size quesadilla. He's Money. figured out it's more expensive. It's a little embarrassing, though, to be ordering off the kids' menu at 19. It is. Well, they didn't let him do it when he's in person. Of course not. So he does it to go. <laughs> That's a finesse. And, they know and then he sits down at the table and he's, eats. He's or, no, he goes home. Well, we, we live close. He's ordered so many of them over the years, they know his phone number, the to-go, and sometimes they give him a free dessert or two extra, or like an extra drink. Oh, nice. Like a little kid. Yeah. Uh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're done. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We will talk to you again tomorrow, everybody. Paul Gallant, next right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I'm talking about Mark Klein right now. I'm talking about Klein's Jewelry. And if you're looking for the best way to get that jewelry, people, and Mark has talked about it, I, I need you, I need you to get to Klein's to get these diamonds that are lab, they're lab created, okay? They're not mined. They're lab-grown diamonds. I guess that's what they call them, lab-grown. They are, but they're exactly like diamonds. They're the same thing. The color, clarity, weight, all the stuff that you look for in a diamond. But they're a fraction, a fraction of the cost. No one will know the difference, ever. You have diamonds, okay? I bought my wife beautiful diamond earrings, and they were like, it was like, holy crap. Are you kidding me for these diamond earrings? And she loved them. 
and you will love them too, and your girl will love them too. You got an anniversary coming up. You got uh, whatever it is. And it's not just earrings. There's pendants and bracelets and everything else that you could get with uh, in diamonds. He's got it all in stock right now, these lab-grown. Or you can get regular diamonds, however you want to do it. But if you're looking for a fraction of the price, you got it. Call him, 832-316-1388. He's got two locations now, Woodway and Augusta and Fountain View and Westheimer. And you can go online and do it all online at Kleinsjewelry.com. The only place to get your jewelry this holiday season, Kleinsjewelry.com. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. Oh, it's you people. Tired of being the tram donkeys acting like you some one-man GPS? Bye, bitch.